Welcome to another episode of Talk Now, Cry Later. We got Malachi Connor in the room. We also got a very special guest. Um, very special episode, honestly, tonight. Um, our, our buddy Mick, he's in our group with us. We've known him for like, I don't know, three months, two months? Yeah, three months now, just about. Hell yeah, so we're going to chat with him see what's up with him he's got some big things going on in his life right now um so yeah what's up bro not much not much um been enjoying listening um to the podcast i remember when you guys were just uh getting it started it sounded like a really um something really cool so you know grateful to be here be a part of it um, with my sponsor Mal and Drew, uh, someone whose uh, story and commitment to recovery that I really admire, really from both of you guys. So, yeah, good to be here, dude. I'm glad you're here. Um, why don't you start us off with a little bit of your background? Um, how old are you first? So um, I'm 22 years old. I was born and raised in Kansas City. Um, I went to, uh, well, where I came from, I guess, more recently. Um, I attended uh, the University of Kansas. Um, academically, I'm a senior right now. Um, and also, um, this is being the year that, you know, I finally decided to, um, to get sober, to take a swing at it. Um, yeah, I, I, where, what do you, what, where do you want me to go? Just, uh, give us like, you know, how, kind of how drugs and alcohol were introduced to you and kind of how it led you to this moment. Sure. Um, so drugs and alcohol, um, introduced to drugs and alcohol in high school never really became a huge part of my life. Um, really until I went to college, um, you know, as with every college campus, it's everywhere, um, the drugs and the alcohol. And, you know, for the most part, never really was an issue for me. Um, I say that, you know, like I was, I was functioning. I obviously wasn't functioning as well as I could have. But at the end of the day, at that time period in my life, I measured my success um, by the grades that I brought home, my ability to perform in social situations, um, in jobs, and in school. Um, and I was able to do that for my first uh, three years of college. I did pretty well in school. Um, I had, you know, good friendships. I um, seemed, I was pretty content with my life. Um, I would have thought, you know, at that point. Um, and really, I, I think I started to notice um, a change um, and just kind of the grip that, that I felt like that drugs and alcohol had in terms of like their correlation with, with my happiness. Um, and that came to be uh, towards the end of my junior year of college. Um, it's when I started to drink a, a lot more often. Um, you know, when I started to drink, um, find any excuse to... Uh, to to go out to to drink if it was just one or two other friends 
and then use uh, started to started to become daily. Um, and I knew at the time, you know, I wasn't super happy. Um, I wanted to make a change. Um, and I thought at the time that it might be a good idea for me to switch it up a little bit. So I ended up taking an internship in Boulder, Colorado, um, which is where I spent uh, the summer of 2020, the COVID summer, um, moved out there, um, got a got a job an internship at the time I was pretty proud um you know and it was a really cool cool place to be but I was all by myself um and Colorado was always a place that I felt you know was I was so happy there you know ever since I was a child and I thought you know what better way to kind of escape I felt you know sort of the sense of almost like impending doom um just something not being right in my life just something discontent um and um and that's when I moved out there and I worked and slowly the drinking just became more and more and I was fairly lonely out there you know I didn't know many people I was by myself um and quickly the alcohol especially just started to take control um it was you know I I would say I was restless, irritable, discontent, unless I had a drink in my hand. Um, and that was for, you know, that summer. And then moving back uh, this fall, I moved back to Lawrence, was ready to finish up. I only needed 18 credit hours to graduate, um, just a little over a semester. And I moved back to Lawrence, and that's when um, things just started to get worse. I was increasingly unhappy with my life despite that on the surface things might have seemed you know from friends and family like they were okay like I was doing all right you know at that time I think my family um my parents they they had some suspicions and I gave some reason for for people to be concerned um but I tried to uh keep it together as best I could I like to use the analogy of like I was I was drowning sort of but just barely staying above water until I finally um, just hit what I feel you know and what I consider to this day to be my bottom where I just was no longer happy I was sick and tired of being sick and tired I didn't want to you know continue this this pattern of let alcohol and drugs control my happiness. Um, and, and I, that's when I finally, you know, came home. I vividly remember waking up one morning and just, uh, pulling a duffel bag out of my closet and just throwing clothes into it, socks, underwear, um, a couple pairs of shorts and, t-shirts not knowing exactly what I was doing or where I was going but all I knew at that point in my life that that what I was doing the way I was living my life was not working it something had to change I didn't know what then um I remember telling my friends you know I'm I'm leaving not really knowing where I was going I ended up going home and just coming clean you know to my parents um that's when I first um started seeking help since then you know I've uh I've joined the crossroads program I spent some time um at a rehab in uh Minneapolis 
um, a few weeks out there just to sort of to sort of dry out. Um, and then I found Crossroads, and you know, ever since then, um, ever since I joined the program, I've been sober, and uh, and things are slowly. I'm just starting to get better in my life and I'm starting to gain back, you know, the ground that that I felt like uh that I'd lost and and things are continuing to improve. So um I'm going to stay with it. And yeah, like I said, you know, grateful to be here and to be in the position I am right now. Hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you for sharing. You said that very well. Um yeah. Mal and I, I think we can, I can speak for him that we both relate to you a a ton and it's cool to, we're all at different, you know, times in our recovery and we're just super glad that you just showed up in our lives. And, uh, so, so Mick, I'll let Mal explain this because he got to experience it firsthand, but Mick's got a flight tomorrow morning and it's some big it's some it's some man shit right here. He's he's making some moves, and it's one of the coolest things that our group does um, for uh, for kids. And um, yeah, I'll let Mal explain it. Well, for, yeah. First, I want to hear from you. You know, what's uh, what's your take on everything you've gathered up to this point um, about what you are about to dive into? Yeah, so um, my take on, um, should I just say, step two, um, which I'm, we'll get into, I'm sure. Um, but since I joined the, the program, I was, uh, I'm pretty close to 90 days sober. Um, and things have been going well. Um, and, you know, just recently I was granted the opportunity to go spend uh, 45 days in Atlanta, Georgia, um, just sort of on a mission of, I guess you could say, self-reflection and an opportunity to really to, to dive deeper into the program that I've already started to work. Um, I was a little skeptical at first, um, but uh, after you know talking to several people who've had this experience you know mal my sponsor included um it came you know i came to the decision that that i had nothing to lose um from it and um it sounds like you know it's something it's a great opportunity and i really truly do believe at this point that it's god's will for me um and that's the biggest thing um yeah so i'm i'm really excited and so you were kind of, you were saying earlier how you were kind of in a pickle. Um, I know this has kind of been a drawn out decision. So yeah, tell us about that. Yeah. So my dilemma, um, I guess you could call it is that I, like I said earlier, I'm, I need about a semester's worth of school, uh, to graduate, to get my bachelor's. And initially when I joined uh, the program, I didn't want to feel like I was putting my life on hold, I guess you could say, in early recovery. I was very adamant. I told my parents, you know, I okay, um, I want to do this program, but I also want to take classes. I want to continue school. I want to keep working because I value recovery, but I also value education. Um, 
and I want to just get this done. You know, I want to get through, um, finish college. And so I did, I enrolled in six credit hours and I was not anticipating at first, um, being offered, you know, the opportunity, uh, to go to Atlanta, um, to have this opportunity, um, to, to deepen, to deepen my, uh, you know, um, my initial recovery here, but I was, and then it put me, it sort of put me at a crossroads where I had to decide, um, you know, I gotta, I'm, am I going to go ahead and drop these classes? You know, I've already put in so much work at this point in the semester. I kind of use that to justify not going. Um, but after, you know, I sat and I thought about it and I talked to so many people and every person I talked to, I mean, and I prayed on it and prayed on it and the direction was all, all the arrows were pointing towards Atlanta at that point. Um, and it was just this Monday that I actually came over here to the compound to seek some counsel from, (laughs) from Mal and Drew. And I actually, I was listening to Monday's episode and I, and I heard Drew brought that up. He said, we gave our counsel to a, to a fellow alcoholic and quickly, you know, realized that was me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I came over here. Um, I asked Mal about his experience, you know, both of them said, you know, the decision's yours, but you know, we don't think you have anything to lose by going. And it was that next day I was up, um, at two and at two o'clock in the morning, I was studying for an exam that I had the next day in my management business management 498 class. I was stressed out and I sort of had just like a moment of clarity where I thought all of a sudden, you know, what the hell am I doing? Like I can easily drop these classes. I haven't even paid my tuition yet. There's no loss in it other than the work I put in. Um, I can do them over the summer. I need to to straighten out um, my priorities right now and in, in my life, and really, really figure out and make the decision that recovery is the priority at this point. Because as Mal put it to me so well on that Monday night, you know, I can go ahead and and do school and and do recovery at the same time right now. But if I don't focus on recovery and and it being the priority first and foremost, then, then, and I don't, you know, then what is there, what will the future look like? You know, if I, if I don't prioritize recovery first and foremost, there may be, you know, bigger battles to fight that are just unnecessary. If I put in the work right. And what was that you said on Monday's podcast, um, about long doing it right. Something about the saying, do it right, do it light, do it wrong, do it long. I didn't sure as hell realize, you know, I didn't want to do it wrong because that, you know, doing it long. <laughs> so I want to do it right. Um, and I really do feel like it's God's will. So, yeah. Dude, I think you've made a great decision and a huge decision at that. Um, yeah, for me, uh, step two was my fast track to recovery. Um, I see it as spiritual paradise it's where we're able to cut out all of the distractions and be surrounded by people who whose lives are recovery based and we have the opportunity to spend 45 days like you said you know reflecting diving deeper getting in touch with ourselves and um, 
working the program. And yeah, dude, it, like you said, you know, um, if you don't have recovery or for me, if I don't have recovery in the first place, I don't have anything else, you know, nothing else can, I can't put anything before my recovery or else I will lose everything. And, uh, yeah, I've proven that to myself time and time again in the past, but, uh, yeah, Mick, this is going to be a, a great experience for you. I really know that you're going to get a ton out of it and there's going to be a lot of doors that open up after this and yeah, school, school will always be there. But, you know, this opportunity is a once in a lifetime experience. And, you know, looking back, you know, if I I went through some shit while I was in Atlanta and it wasn't all cupcakes and rainbows the entire 45 days. Um, But looking back, you know, if I could do it again, I would in an instant. I would go straight back there, dive deeper and try to get more out of it. So that's my suggestion to you is, you know, don't leave anything on the table. Just, uh. Just be yourself and uh, open up and just trust the process. But, dude, yeah, Mick, you're extremely well-spoken, and this has been just a pleasure and a treat, especially just getting to know you over the past few months has been a really fun experience. You know, you and I have a lot in common, and our stories definitely match up. And, yeah, like we all, you know, we're all in different phases of our recovery, but we're all here sitting, and we're all in the same boat. Um and yeah, mix on this train, and the train keeps moving. <laughs> but uh, dude, I'm really glad you're here, and I'm super glad you made the decision to take a leap of faith. And I'm honored to sponsor you. It's been great. It's been fun just getting up in the morning, grabbing coffee, listening to speaker tapes, and talking the talk. But I don't know, Drew. You got anything to add or ask? So Mick. He obviously leaves tomorrow. He's going to be gone for 45 days. So I thought it would be a cool idea to have a conversation tonight. And then when he gets back, have another one and just see how it went and just see how you're feeling. Um, Yeah, I think that would be super cool. Um, But, yeah, dude, I think there's so many people out there, especially, like, guys our age, you know, that are in college now or – out of college doesn't matter but like it's such a relatable story and like that just it helps people you know just being so like relatable to someone it's like wow I am not alone you know that's the best part about like the fellowship of this program is like you know in our dark times we feel so alone but like when we start to actually talk to other um people like us they're like wow like this it's all the same you know, it's like we are we are all cut from the same cloth and um it's just cool when we all find the other side to this um together. So but yeah, thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah, this was a good one. Um I'll say like I always say it, Instagram, talk dot now dot cry dot later. Someone please message us, please. Free sh- <laughs> free shirt, free shirt, come on. We just want to. We just want some inspiration, some direction from someone. Someone's out there struggling. I know you're sitting in your room right now, scared, and t- sick and tired of being sick and tired. So reach out. We love all you. Shout out to Mix Parents. Yeah, pretty, shout out mom and dad. I know you're listening. Pretty sure I met them the night that your first night. Um, here, yeah, that's right. My Mal and I came up night back from Minneapolis. I. Uh, I had a meeting um, 
the head counselor at Crossroads, and um, there were Drew and Mal sitting out there on the couch, <laughs> very friendly. Couch um, of doom. Yeah. <laughs> couch of doom and that's yeah that's when I I mean I knew who Mal was in high school but I I had never really you know truly gotten to know um know these guys and it's just you know like Drew said we're all cut from the same stone and every relationship I've gained in recovery to this point has been a real blessing in my life um and I'm you know I'm grateful to have this opportunity uh, ahead of me and I look forward to to touching base with you guys May 1st, May 2nd, when I get Ooh, back. That, that's a great time to come back, dude. Wow. <laughs> Can't wait. Summer's kicking off. Boom. Uh, the compound's birthday's on the 4th, Ooh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Well, dude, I'm super proud of you, bro. I'm so happy you made that decision. I'm sure it's scary and crazy right now, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you're more ready than a lot of people that I've known that have gone down there recently, to be honest. I'm I ready think you're to gonna, dive in. I think you're going to get so much out of it, and I'm I'm going to miss you. Well, I'll see you when you get back, and we'll hop back on here. And, yeah, that's about it for the night. Love y'all. Love you. Love you guys.